Have people ever told you something like, I don't think I'm far enough along in my business to work with you, or I don't think I can do this position? If so, the chances are good that I can tell you that from what I hear in your voice. It's fascinating to me how many times I will say to someone, I'm concerned they're not going to work with you because they don't think they're good enough or they think you're going to judge them. And every single time the person says, oh my goodness, that is what people say to me. We have to line up who you really are with your sound. We have to take away the sounds that are misrepresenting you. That's what I'm talking about in today's episode. I think you're gonna like it and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you with me today, as always. And I've got a great episode for you today. I've got another assessment from what was the Psychology of the Voice podcast. It is temporarily on hold. So I'm bringing some of these episodes over to the Captivate the Room podcast. And this is absolutely one of my favorites of all of them. I loved doing them. I love that I have this ability to instantly tell people how they are being processed in the subconscious of their listener. That is an incredibly valuable thing to not only know what is costing you, but then to have access to someone who can shift it for you. I will spend the rest of my life working to get people to understand that by shifting our voices from an internal perspective is how we will literally change the world. Your world, your internal freedom, where you are not having to work to be authentic or work to build connection or work to be confident that we are really, really able to deal with the authentic you interact with the authentic you, connect with the real you. It is it is not hard work, but it is the work. And as I've said multiple times, the reason that I have the show, that I'm hesitant to roll these shows out, I know how valuable they are, but my hesitation is in, okay, got it. All right, great. Thank you. And that's that's not the way it works. But this show speaks volumes to something I deal with all the time. And this is something I do with my clients all the time. I make a comment to Kelly in this episode about what concerns me about how I think she's being processed in the subconscious of the listener. And this is really important because I want you to see the value in this. I want you to see you can't hear these things. You cannot hear these things. Most people cannot hear these things, but they subconsciously hear everything. 
and I say something to her about what I believe her ideal clients are thinking and therefore not saying, but not working with her because of what they're thinking. And she validated it. Many of these episodes, the person I'm talking to validates it. She says, oh my gosh, that's exactly what people say to me. You're leaving money behind. You're leaving people behind. This is the work. You are going to love this episode. Let's head over to the show. Kelly, welcome. So glad to have you today. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, ex- I'm excited and very curious to see where the conversation is going to take us. So yeah, yeah. excited. Yeah. Is that what made you want to do this was just curiosity? What What is she going to hear? How am I being processed? What made you want to do this? Was it just curiosity? I think possibly a little bit more. I think I've I've had... I want to say issues, challenges, dislikes with my voice for a very, very long time. I do a lot of public speaking. And so I'm always conscious then about how I am coming across to the audience. Although I, sometimes the, I think the concern is more what's going on in my own head about how I'm being perceived by others. But also mm. years ago, my sister is a um, sound therapist and a Nada yoga teacher. So the Nada yoga is the yoga of sound. Mm-hmm. or the sound of yoga. Um, and she put me onto some books years ago. I think one in particular was about, um, what was it called? The ear and the voice. And so I think I've been conscious then of actually what goes on kind of in my head, if you like, mm-hmm. and the connection between how that then comes across within my voice. So I thought, well, let's, let's give it a go. See what we can see, what we can untap and uncover. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell me, tell us about your work. Well, I'll, let me give my disclaimer. I've never met Kelly. I literally talked to her for about three minutes when we jumped on the Zoom. I wasn't even listening to her with my ear on. But I always start with, tell us a little bit about the work you do. Or, or you or anything you want to tell us. Yeah, so I'm a burnout prevention strategist and coach. So I was uh, worked within corporate. I was an uh, HRD and HR director for a, a large number of years. I myself hit burnout in 2013, left corporate in 2014 to pursue my own people and change consultancy with with a mission of changing the world of work for lots of lots of people. Um, burned out again in 2015, having started my second business. And I think I've just continued to see the numbers increase. So in addition to a lot of my coaching, I've trained in psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, neuroscience. I've done a lot about what happens with our energy, what happens to our stress levels. Um, So really for me, for my work is really getting leaders to connect their mind and body reduce as much stress as possible, regain control of their lives and therefore eliminate burnout. Okay. So do you work with people privately? Do you have groups? How do you do? How do you A bit do of both. Work? Yeah. So um, mostly one-to-one at the moment. I do hold some group sessions. I do a lot of public speaking. So I get asked to speak to audiences really from all around the world. Um, and I've written a number of books uh, I've got a podcast, um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of my work is is specifically one to one. I'd probably say maybe thirty percent of what I do is group work, and the rest of it's one to one. Yeah, what? Tell us about your podcast. 
So my po- so I've had I've had a few over the years. Oh, um, but my my latest podcast really is is uh, it's called the Call Led Women Podcast, and it is encouraging or is about. I introduce a, I interview a lot of women um, who are really connected to who they are. So again, I think through all of my research and studies and learning, what I've realised most about burnout is that it's only when we begin to step away from who we are. So from our true self or what I call our core-led self that in that space is where we 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 then in effect allow burnout to creep in and and fill that space so I'm it's really about interviewing incredible women who know deeply who they are at their core who set and maintain boundaries who take time for themselves and who really allow those ripples of change to ripple through everything that they do yeah have you ever taken the disc personality that I I I have I have many times, I think. You're going to ask me what I am now. I'm going to say, I don't know. I'm usually a very high D. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Are you a high D? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when you do public speaking, what do you go talk to organizations? Do you go to conferences? Tell me more about that. A bit of both. Um, So it can be, again, being interviewed on lots of different podcasts, being interviewed on webinars, being part of, um, um, I suppose, interview panels. So part mm-hmm. of panels that they've been asked questions. Um, I do a lot of conferences. Um, last year, I did some exhibitions. So speaking to audiences from, I mean, it can be anything from 10 up to several hundred. Um, I do a lot of, since 2020, I've been doing a lot of, I suppose, virtual conferences which are always quite interesting, particularly if they've got the virtual stage set up because you haven't mm. even got another person that you're speaking to online. It's just you're talking to yourself on yeah. a screen. And then, yes, I have done and do do quite a lot of work um, in organisations as well. And sometimes that's virtual and sometimes that's in person. Yeah. So if there were three things that you immediately wanted me to know about you from your voice, not from any words, and you telling me what would those three things or even two things be? What you should know from my voice. Good question. Or or I just to think, know about you, yeah. Yeah, I think that I'm I'm very driven. I'm I'm mm-hmm. a very driven and I'm a very passionate person. Um I believe that absolutely that I am here to fulfill and create a large amount of change um, and and really make a difference. Um, and I think then just, I suppose, on the personal side, I'm a very, you know, loving, caring mother and partner and sister and daughter and, and very much kind of put the needs of the needs of my family first, sometimes to my detriment. Um, but I think always ensuring that I'm, that I'm there for family. Yeah. Okay. All right. What, and I, I know I asked you this, I can't remember if I, yeah, I asked you this on air, what you wanted, why you wanted to do this, but let me Mm. ask you, is there, I know you said you've been highly aware of your voice. Mm. Is there anything that is concerning to you? I know you've got that awareness, but have you ever thought, Hey, I wonder if I'm coming across this way, or I wish I was, I think there's a few things. Yeah, I suppose I'm very, I'm very conscious of the fact that I feel my voice always sounds kind of very nasally. Mm. And so does that then impact um, 
impact my impact, I suppose, is what I want to kind of say from that perspective. Does it impact my impact? Mm-hmm. I'm also then very aware that from a, I don't know, I'm assuming it would impact voice. I don't know. 90% of the time, I'm a really, really fast speaker. It's like mm-hmm. kind of voice and voice and brain don't always engage at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes lots of things are coming up. I'm like, what did I just say? So I think the pace, the kind of nasal side of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm also aware that depending on kind of where I am and who I'm surrounded by, my um, certain inflections in my voice and certain ways that I phrase voices can change if I'm speaking to somebody or if I'm with somebody for a long period of time that I would perceive to have an accent. Oh, okay. Okay. So you might be sounding Texan by the time we get finished here today. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we probably, if we spoke for long enough, I'd probably, something would probably come in. Yeah. Okay. So really good. The, you're, you're, you're an analytical thinker. You're no nonsense, mm-hmm. problem solver, box checker, very factual. These are things that that I hear in your voice. Mm-hmm. None of them are bad. I have a weird question. Mm-hmm. Do you grind your teeth? Yes, lots. Okay, that's what I thought. And that validate. So a lot of times the questions that I'm asking validate sounds that I believe that I hear and I want to okay. validate it. Yeah. And I, I heard your teeth because I heard brace mode. Mm-hmm. And I also hear... And none of it is bad, but you talk about fast. It is not that you are, it is not a cadence thing that is, maybe you're fast, but that's not where I'm, where I want want to make a shift. You are Mm -hmm. in the outcome and I don't know where the outcome is. And you are already there because you are outcome driven and you are vocally there. And so what happens is it's like you got in the plane and flew off and I'm still on the tarmac. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so while you are easy to connect with, you could be easier to connect with. There's a part of me that wonders, has anybody ever said you were intimidating? Lots of the times. Yeah. 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 And it's this no nonsense. All my no nonsense people have been told that. And what I was seeking when I asked the, about the three things is in the underbelly of all of these sounds that are in your top layers mm-hmm. is this compassion and love and caring and feeling. And if there was only one thing I could move more of up, it would be that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because because what it what is happening is... In the no-nonsense, it almost becomes this, all right, sit down, I've got to talk to you, we've got to solve this problem, we've got to fix this situation, and I need you to understand I'm getting ready to change your life. And all of that is great, but I want feeling and I want an invitation. Mm -hmm. There's something, that, and I wrote this down, that I questioned, do you, and I... I don't know what you're going to say to this. And I don't, this one's not a solid answer in my mind, but there's something I'm picking up around not necessarily comfortable with all eyes on you. 
Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will. And I think that's a weird one because again, I I have no issue, like literally no issue, taking centre stage, yeah, in front of tens of thousands of people. Um, and at the same time, I hate being centre stage. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's more like if my if I'm 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 really struck on the message that I'm delivering. Uh-huh. And ensuring that the audience get everything that they need. I don't need the spotlight on me. Right. And so there's a slight disconnect there in me wanting to enjoy you. Mm-hmm. And that's off limits because we've got information. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does that resonate? Yeah. So it's microscopic. It's not even what I refer to oftentimes as bulletproof glass comes mm-hmm. down between us. It's closer to cellophane, but it's this, I want in. I want, you know, and it doesn't mean you have to be vulnerable and tell me all your things. It's not mm-hmm. that, but it's this slight barrier of you're letting the information and the knowledge and the facts lead, which is awesome we want that but we're missing the piece of you Mm, okay makes sense does that resonate yeah yeah Yeah. and so there's glimmers in our conversation where you give me those glimmers of that gentle Mm -hmm. delightful version of you and I and I I want I lean in in those moments and then we're back to and here's the information, which is valuable. I don't want to discredit that, but how do we combine the two? And again, it's not like, I don't need all the details about your life, but you're working in what I call the push elements. My outcome-driven people, my no-nonsense people, my mm-hmm. fact people, my high D people, my taking the plane off down the runway without me people, they're working in something I call push. And if you're vocally pushing at me, and this is all microscopic, you guys, this is sounds the size of a grain of sand. She's successful. (laughs) I want her to be even more successful. So it makes me sit here like this Mm -hmm. and and, and hear you and take in your content, but I'm not necessarily being invited to be a part of the journey. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And so, you know, I mean, you're sharp. You you know what you're talking about. You're easy to listen to. You uh, you clearly are an expert. That is the piece where we can roll in some pull elements, roll in some moments mm-hmm. where we get to share in the secret, share in the understanding, be invited on the road with you that will take you to the next level. And so because let's say there's an audience in front of you and two thirds of these people are hiring you, Mm -hmm. the one third that isn't, they like you, they like your content, they want to hire you, they're not hearing the touchy feely. And they're going, okay, I need no nonsense, but I also need nurturing. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is that sounding about, I mean, you know your life, you know what you've seen. 
people yeah, probably... Yeah, I do, and I think I... I and I suppose I've, all, I've always been no-nonsense, but I would absolutely also say I've always been able to do that in a very loving, caring, compassionate way. But I think in my corporate career... Mm-hmm. It was literally, you know, and I was told on numerous occasions, right? You do like we do not show emotion in the role that you're yep. in. There is no emotion. Yep. And so I suppose it was how can I be the kind compassionate, empathic person without showing any of that? So I suppose uh-huh. I kind of found a, a different way of being able to relate to people. So yeah, yeah, I think lots of people would talk talk about the fact that I'm the expert, I'm the go-to person, I can get loads of stuff done, I'm driven, I'm kind all of those mm-hmm. sorts of things, would anybody necessarily describe me as kind of kind or caring? Probably not, but I don't mm. think they would say that I'm not, but I don't totally. think they definitely wouldn't be the first words that would come out of anybody's mind. What would come out is action taker, change maker, yep. implementer, get stuff done, knows her stuff. Yeah. And maybe... At somewhere by the bottom of the list it would be and she's also really kind <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and I wrote on here at one point I wrote I think and I've got somebody I'm working with right now it's the exact same thing it's the professional it's the professional voice mm. and and while you mentally may not be in that space anymore that is something that's in the muscle memory now I'm a professional now I've got yeah. my profession yeah that is that is you know, in, ingrained in all my people that ever worked in the corporate space. Yeah, yeah, and it's really interesting because that then also comes across. I tend to write as I speak, mm, mm-hmm. and and so even that connection, I can do in my head. I can have all of the fun kind of ways of writing it, but because then my voice comes in, my inner voice comes in as I'm writing. It is still like sometimes I'm kind of writing a corporate board paper and I'm like, but I didn't, that's not what I read. Yeah. Uh, so that that's also quite interesting because I hear that in my inner voice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, and and I think it's just habit. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. even think, I don't think you're intentionally doing it. I think it's just the mode that you go into. And, and, pe- and there's no problem with the no-nonsense and all of that. The majority mm-hmm. of my people are that way. Yeah. But what becomes missing is the space to lean in. And I think mm-hmm. that the, the reason I ask about the teeth grinding is there is a brace mode that, it, that is restricted Mm-hmm. Now, this. let me see if I can explain this. It's like a kinked garden hose. It's like the, the water is coming out, the sound mm-hmm. is coming out, all the things are coming out, but are they flowing with ease? Mm. All right, is that coming from perfectionism or re- re- you may be recovered perfectionism, but it's mm-hmm. still in your voice. But what I think it is, is I've got to get this right. Yes. Yeah. Where the ease is going to come in when you trust that you will, because you will, Mm. because you know what you're talking about. I mean, that's the first thing that's obvious about you is that you know what you're talking about. You're not wobbling around. Well, you know, you're not doing that. Mm -hmm. And that may have come from corporate too. Don't ever trust that you know because you're probably going to get blindsided the second you think you do know. 
yeah stuff in the back or you need the data or the information and all that stuff yeah 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 you're going to get humiliated they're going to call you out you're going to look stupid and so we and so now we're in brace mode Mm -hmm. but if if I ask the question do you know what you're talking about what would you say I'd probably hesitate I it my inner part says my inner part says yes you do yeah. But like the knowing part of me, I think mentally I go to, but there's probably still loads more that I could learn uh, or know okay. or do. So when I'm in, again, when I'm when I'm fully in myself, absolutely I know my stuff. And I know yeah. that I make a difference and I know that I can, you know, do things differently and I know that I can influence and, and help people create that change. But I think if I start to have a wobble energetically, mentally, emotionally, I can very quickly go to, well, of course you don't know it all. Who do you think you are? You need more courses. You need more training. You need more something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we can always all learn and develop more. But do I know more than enough for the type of work that I'm doing at the moment? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And that's where the ease is going to come. Mm you're working in what I call the surgeon's bar. When I work with surgeons, I've noticed are the most, they they classically do it. Mm -hmm. They are so hard on themselves. Nothing, they will never know enough. More than any other, you know, and I've worked with all kinds of people. So so I literally labeled it. And I think my high Ds, my A types, Mm -hmm. a, a number of people, it's like, there is, it is never enough. There is yeah. always more. Yeah. And so what happens is you are mentally working from when I know more, then mm-hmm. I can ease up. Yeah. All right. So you're in the future in your mind. And when you're in the future in your mind, that's where it becomes more factual, more information, more one note. Where when you are right here, and when you go back and listen to this, when you're just in conversation with me, you're doing exactly what I want. And then when we're just talking, I can connect with you. But when it's this, okay, she's asked a question, let me deliver information. You go into this mode, right? Interesting, okay. mm -hmm. And I, I don't need that mode because I trust that you know you're Mm -hmm. exhibiting that. I'm trusting that you know. Now I need you to trust that you know because it is in that ease that we're going to get those other sounds that make me go, God, I really like her. I think I could work with her if I'm seeking a nurturer and a no-nonsense. And that would be, you know, I would potentially be your ideal client. Mm -hmm. And I can't handle just get it done. Yeah. I need that. I like that because I'm no nonsense, mm-hmm. but I'm also super touchy feely and I've got to feel nurtured. Yeah. And so if I'm your ideal client and I don't hear that, I'm going to go, I don't know. I like her, but she might be, I don't know. She might think I'm not very smart or she might think, you know, and you're not, you're not doing this. It's how are they processing yeah, this? That's really I'm not good yeah. enough. You know, I may not be good enough to work with her. I could see being a subconscious thought that people have. And it, again, it's interesting that you say that because that is some feedback that I've had from organizations. Like we'd really like you to work with this person, but they don't think they're at the level 
that they would wow. need to be at to work with you. So that's that's quite interesting. Wow. I, then I then I go into, well, of course they are. You know, yeah. what, what makes what makes them think that? And nobody's ever been able to give me an answer. Well, there it is. There we go. It's that's. I mean, that's a hundred percent it. Mm-hmm. I will. I will lay my life on that. That that sound is being processed. They're in a place of insecurity. And here you are coming in strong, which is great, but they're processing, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm there. Mm-hmm. I don't, wow, look at that. I wish I could be like that. Where if we can roll in that nurturing piece that is already in you, yeah, then they can go, okay, I'm not there yet, but I think she'll be really helpful. She's not going to call me out as dumb, right? Which you would never do. No, absolutely not ever. Ever. But see, they may not hear that layer down there. Mm -hmm. They're hearing the top layers of, well, you know, I think the the professional thing is you're not intending to do that. That's Mm -hmm. just in your muscle memory. But they're hearing the no nonsense. They're hearing the problem solver. They're hearing the get it done. And they're thinking, I don't know if I can get it done. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, right. <laughs> I'd say that's that, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, so and and back to the nasality. The nasality is coming from brace mode mm-hmm. because you've got your jaw locked for whatever reason, yeah. and that's forcing the sound up to your nose. Because when you just talk to me, it's not as braced. Okay. And then you go into mode, and when you go I into do, mode, yeah. it's right, like, right. You feel, feel that, it. yeah. But again, it's, again, that, and that's an interesting one around the jaw. So I think with every, I do lots of yoga, yeah. and even as I'm breathing, I it's I don't relax my jaw until my yoga teachers say specifically, yeah, and release the tension from your jaw. And I'm like, oh, I was clenching again, yeah. And I also with any kind of therapist, like um, body therapist. Any anybody that I work with, they'll always like you can like you can release the tension in your jaw. And I'm like, I, I haven't got any. And then I'm like, I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's always yeah. the first bit that goes. Well, and it pro- I mean, who knows how mm. far back it goes? Probably your first year in corporate world, mm. or even, you know, I mean, some kind of training or, or who knows. Yeah. Somebody said something and your subconscious went, No, no, we're not doing that again. And you locked it up and it's been locked up forever. And so what happens is that sound can even become a little more clipped because it's not flowing out to me. Mm-hmm. When you're just talking to me, your sound is flowing to me. But when we go into mode and, and it gets a little tighter and it gets a little yeah. more grip, that garden hose is kinked and I've got information for you. And this is what you feel is fast, yeah. but yeah. you're just trying to get it done. Yeah. Get in the plane. We've got stuff to do, right? Yeah, well, we should have taken off 10 minutes yeah. ago. Why are we supposed to be here? <laughs> Why are we talking? <laughs> yeah, and so the mastery becomes you can mentally be there. You, you can mm-hmm. ment, and again, it goes back to trust. You know you're going to get them there. You do. Yeah. But you're just in the mode of I've got to, I've got to, and there may even be a little bit of, needing to prove in there that comes from corporate. I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not picking up this, the mask of needing to prove, but I could see where in that professional space, I've got to make sure they know I can get this done. Yeah. 
And so yeah. I'm going to drive to this outcome because I'm going to get in this outcome and I'm going to show them this outcome. And then they're going to know, I know what I'm talking about. And there's a yes. slight bit of needing to prove in that, right? And they go hand in hand. But mm-hmm. all of that is that grip. All of that is not that ease that creates that space for me to go, I really like her. Yeah. And you are so likable. You're just not leading with it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And I don't and I don't think you necessarily need to lead with likability. There are other people that I have literally said, you have to lead with likability. I don't mm-hmm. think that about you, but I think they need to walk together. And that mm-hmm. means you can mentally be, I know where we're going, but because you're trusting that you're going to get me there, you can drive some and you can not drive some. Mm. Do you, do you okay. I don't know, I think you'll have five-speed cars over there, manual transmission. We where do. You, I've actually you, got a six-gear, yes. I've got a six-gear okay. in mine, right, yeah. Okay, so think about it like this. When you drive that car, you can't be in sixth all the time. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't work. Yeah. So I want you to use your voice like you're driving that car. Sometimes you need to be down in second. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you've got to get up to six, but but you're not going to stay up in six because you can't exit the freeway in six. You've got to gear down a little. Mm-hmm. And, and so, when you say in terms of those gears, what would you say six would be? Is that more the more, I want to say authoritative. I don't know why that's yeah. the first word that's come to me. But so we're saying six would be the authoritative and then the, the lower the gear would be the lower the the lower the tone, the slower the pace, the more yes. friendly, yes. likable, those sorts of things. Okay. Yes. One is pull, which is mm-hmm. pause, slow, yeah. quieter, loving, nurturing. Six is get it done. Six is mm-hmm. that high D coming through. We've got stuff yeah. to do. Let's go. Yeah. And I can handle that if I get the other gears. If I get a blend, see if I am no nonsense and I like that and I know you know what you're talking about and I'm looking to hire somebody like that, but I also know I am touchy-feely and an empath or whatever it mm-hmm. is. I can handle sixth if I know first, second, third, fourth, fifth exists. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. And again, yeah. And again, that's really interesting. Cause I think even with my partner, my sons and my stepsons, I, I hear this is coming across in a really loving, caring way. <laughs> and they hear, why are you being like, why are you being so blunt? Why are you being so straight? Like, yeah. why are you, why are you doing all this? And I'm like, but it was said with love. And right. they're like, mm, no, you're like, you're either nagging or you're having a go or you're yeah. being too curious I like literally in my head, it's like, that was really loving. Yeah. They don't hear it that way. <laughs> no, no. And that's, you know, that's that concept of what you perceive you're doing versus what mm. they're receiving versus yeah. what we want them to receive. And habitually, what is in your muscle memory from a voice perspective, you might think loving, but you're giving no nonsense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the no the no nonsense is definitely the leader. Definitely the leader for you. Yeah. And and many of my people. And it's great to be no nonsense, 
But man, it's fast to be taken out of context because mm. egoically and subconsciously, it's part, part of the problem is subconsciously, I feel attacked or I feel uh, like you're mm. talking, you know, I mean, there could be all these things that my subconscious is going to go, nope, not listening to that. And that's not your intention at all. So I, I no. feel like one of the biggest things with you is you're being taken out of context. You've got sounds that are misrepresenting you and you've got sounds that aren't being maximized. Mm -hmm. And by bringing up those sounds that are not being maximized, like that first, second, third gear, we're going to take some of that that is being misrepresented and then we're mm -hmm. going to neutralize it some. So we can yes. still be no nonsense, but we don't have to be Mach 10 no nonsense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and so it's, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you this example. It's like vocal energy. If I was coaching me, I would not give myself vocal energy because then I would mm -hmm. sound like a, the sham wow guy. I would sound like an auctioneer. I would be too much. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I would never give myself vocal energy. I would never give you no nonsense. It's already there. So what mm -hmm. can happen is you're already no nonsense. That's a great quality. But you might get in an environment, maybe even with your sons and stepsons, where you think they're not going to listen to me. Or you may get with a client or you may get in a some kind of speaking environment. And there may be some subconscious thought that maybe they're not going to listen. And you mm -hmm. ramp it up. And when you mm -hmm. ramp it up, you didn't need to ramp it up. It was already there. And then it becomes too much for us. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and again, and that's completely right. I think I, I'm conscious of when I go on stage feeling almost, again, like I need to command the room. Yeah. And and I, I consciously switch it up before I go on stage. Yeah. I actually have exercises and tools that I do before I go or any speaking, yeah, I consciously turn it up so that I can command through through my voice that room. Yeah. Yeah. And I will really challenge that because, mm. you know, and that's the way we used to do it. And that's the way most speaker trainers teach it. But mm. the difference in you just talking to me from a connection standpoint, yeah, when you're doing the mode. Yeah, it's great. But if we're talking connection, mm -hmm. we're talking, I want to walk away and go, really, she's really, I really like her. Then I've got to have that connection. And mm -hmm. you don't need that on mode. You do not need on mode. It is already, I don't need on mode. Nobody yeah. needs on mode, really, because it's going to work against them. And so it, it really then circles back to this trust. Mm -hmm. Trust that you know. Trust that, yeah. you know, just think of it more like a conversation. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, you know, that's my whole third pillar of psychology of the voice is about feeling. And anybody, you know, and I teach a lot of corporate people. I go into a lot of companies and I just refer to it as the F word because that's how, I mean, I understand that. It's like, we don't do feeling here. Mm -hmm. 
And so it can be tricky when I start saying, well, I don't know how you feel about this. And you're like, we don't do feeling, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because it was, it was ingrained in you, you know? Mm. And I think it's harder on women, but I think what happens is we get emotion and feeling mixed up. Do mm. I want you to yeah. go in and cry on the conference table? No, not unless you want to, but do I want to know how you feel? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Because that's going to make me feel. You see the difference? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's a really, that's a really great connection, actually, as you, as you talk about it like that. And I am from a, again, just the language that we use when I'm coaching. I'm really conscious of getting people to stop thinking. I don't mm -hmm. want to know what you're thinking. I want to know what you're feeling. Yeah. And so I pull a lot of that and that's where I pull a lot out with clients. But again, potentially as you're talking there, I might be saying feeling, <laughs> but maybe they're hearing thinking. Yeah, maybe, mm. maybe. But see, like, even as you just explained that to me, I mm. want you to stand on stage like that because I was in the plane with you. Okay. You got yeah. me a beverage. My seatbelt was buckled. It wasn't, it was to me. It was with me. It wasn't at yeah. me. Yeah. Totally different. Mm. This is really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you can do none of this and you're great, but you could do all of it and it will take you to that next level of people mm -hmm. really connecting with you and going, yeah, that's my gal right there. That's the one I want in here. She gets me. Okay. And like the example you gave about the, they wanted you to work with somebody and she said you, she wasn't in the, she wasn't where she needed to be or something. Mm. And you're like, what? Okay. We want them to feel that. That's feeling. Yeah. And that yeah, comes from first gear, not sixth. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so that separation of emotional versus feeling, you already get that. Mm. I just needed to put it in perspective yeah. for you where exactly what you're doing with your clients is exactly in many ways what I'm talking to you. I don't want to hear you thinking, I've got to make sure they get this. I've got to make sure to get them where they need to be. No, I want to hear, y'all are going to love this. Mm -hmm. Y'all are going to enjoy this ride. Yeah. Now let's go. You know, it's, it's, all of it. Mm -hmm. Is that helpful? It is very. Thank you. <laughs> I'm even more intrigued now, but yes, thank you. Yeah. Lots, lots to consider. Yeah. So if you were going to start a presentation and work from this perspective, how would you start it? Completely differently than I normally do. Um, yeah. Or like I if we went back, no, oh no, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say, I think from, again, what I tend to do is go on command the stage, command presence, and, and I think come from that place of authority. I think just from this conversation that we've had, Nick, I would need to, again, unpick it, unpick it a little bit. But I think, yeah, I think, again, what I would do differently is embrace the audience immediately that tends to be something that I do a bit later on but uh -huh. I think almost kind of embracing them immediately 
building that, you know, no like trust factor immediately and then delivering what it was totally to deliver. Yeah, totally. Because I suspect you come on stage and boom. Yeah. And I'm usually dressed that. really brightly as well. So even from yeah. an outfit perspective, I'm kind of <laughs> knocking people out with my bright colors. Yeah. You're booming with my voice. Yeah. Um, again, and I'm quite, um, and I'm doing it as we're talking now, but I tend to be quite animated as I'm talking as well. So really you get like the whole body experience yeah. from outfits, voice, body language, you know, kind of energy is, is kind of through the roof really. Yeah. And maybe you do start with that, mm. but then I'd shift right out of it. I wouldn't stay mm. on that note because we can't handle that note for that long. Mm. We need yeah. all the notes. Or maybe you, maybe you do come out totally different with ease and reel us in. Mm. And then you throw the hammer down. But it's yeah. about shifting those notes. But we have to create that invitation at some point or we're disconnected from it. Then mm. it becomes we're observers. Yeah, that's definitely not what I want because it's not about me. It's about the audience right. and the listeners and my clients and, and everybody. it's absolutely about everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And so it really is... You know, I, I could run you through, uh, okay, how would you normally do it? Now, let's do it different. Mm -hmm. And I can do that, but I think the, that the evidence is in literally the time that we've spent together. Because the mm -hmm. front end of this thing, you came out of the gate and you were ready and you were telling me and you had the information and you were right. And now there's total ease. Yeah. And you, you're still dropping nuggets of facts mm -hmm. and you may still have that pop of intensity as you're telling me something, but you're driving all the gears. Yeah. Okay. So it's consciously remembering to do those things, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're dealing in habit Absolutely. and, and, and it's going to be automatic to do what you've always done. And so Sometimes in the heat of the moment is the hardest place to work with this because I don't want you to get in your head at mm -hmm. all, ever. And so where are the opportunities that are lower stakes to play with this? Well, mm -hmm. the, the sons and the stepsons, the partner, yeah. the neighbors, the, you know, I mean, pay close attention when you're coaching your clients. Are you doing mm -hmm. more pull or more push? If you mm -hmm. catch yourself doing push, that's the easiest way really is, and I'm very intense. So I have to do, I have to walk this talk myself. I'll realize, hold on, Tracy, you've been hammering at him and it's, we're talking about voice. You can mm -hmm. yeah. ease back a minute. Okay. <laughs> ease up, Trace. And I'll ease up and give them mm -hmm. the space to lean in. And then I might get fired up again, but I'm going to never stay on the same note. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's been really insightful. Really, really insightful. Thank you. Yeah. Was this at all what you thought it was going to be? I didn't know what it was going to be. Know. I literally came into it completely open-minded um, and I'm really, yeah. really pleased that I did. So yeah, very, very insightful. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We are going to reach out to you in about a month or six mm -hmm. weeks just to see, get an update. Okay. Yeah. Things are shifting. Yeah. I've yeah. done a couple of things and it was amazing or no, I'm having trouble remembering or whatever it is. There's no right or wrong, but we mm -hmm. just want to see 
what's happening. So we'll reach out to you in about a month or six weeks. Amazing. Well, I will look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and thank you so much for being on the show. This was great. And I'm glad it was so helpful. Thank you for having me. It was. Amazing. Thank you very much. And thank you, listeners. And we'll see you in the next episode. Kelly has so many great things going on in her voice. And just like the rest of my outcome-driven, no-nonsense people, they can be taken out of context. And that's really one of their greatest assets is being a problem solver, being outcome-driven, no-nonsense. It is just when they're perceived as intimidating People might think, "Mm, not interested. And just like the example Kelly gave, which was so perfect, people have the potential to perceive the sound of no-nonsense, outcome-driven, problem-solver, get it done, as I'm not good enough, I'm not ready, I don't think I can work with this person because they're going to think, I'm not ready. I'm not good enough. All of these things. Now, none of that is about Kelly. It is the reception of her voice. So what we have to do is we ideally get her vocally here. She can still be outcome driven. She can still be in the outcome, all the things. But vocally, she has to be here in order for us to connect with her. We also need to be able to have push and pull elements, feeling and get it done. So basically, we have to hear all the shades of Kelly for her to maximize the next level of success in her business. The professional voice is playing a part in this as well. That mask needs to be cracked and moved out because it will block connection as well. We want to do all of these things so that we can bring out all the best sounds of who Kelly really is. And that is going to help her get to the next level. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 